We are geek-centric, and you can be too. What's up, geeks, and welcome back to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Justin, and today we're talking about Zack Snyder's return to the horror genre with his latest film, Army of the Dead. But before we get to that, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly podcast covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys, collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining me for today's episode, as always, we have the lovable shambler himself, Nate Shelton <laughs> and the dead cold alpha Kevin Hudson. What is up? <laughs> How are That's you? That's the only difference. That's the only difference between the characters there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for calling me the mindless one. Okay. Yeah. yeah you can keep going, bud. That's fine. You're the good kind of zombies. The kind people yeah. like to watch on movies. Okay. 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 Yeah. Oh, so guys, as I mentioned, this is a review episode, so there's not going to be a whatcha or news, but. We did get a trailer drop that we've been waiting for, so let's cue that banjo because... It's trailer time! Alright, so this week we got our first look at Eternals from director Chloe Zhao, Marvel's next team-up movie, if you will. Uh, this has a star-studded cast. We have stars such as Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Kumal Nanjiani, uh, Leah McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry Kegogan, Don Lee, Gil Birmingham, Haresh Patel, Kit Harrington, Selma Hayek, and Angelina Jolie. Wow, that is a huge cast, and I'm sorry if I butchered any of those names, but I'm interested to hear what you guys think because, you know, we've been, you know, we only got a bit of a tease in that sort of big Marvel yeah. piece. So so guys, w what did we think of the trailer? Uh, Nate, let's start with you. You know what? I, I actually, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it looks different than uh, than any Marvel movie that I've I've seen before. And I think that's a really good thing. Uh, I think a lot of people are sort of criticizing the trailer because it's it, they're afraid it doesn't feel enough like a Marvel movie. But then again, I feel like there's been Marvel movies in the past where we've probably said that about the trailer and they turn out to be some of our favorites. So I'm... I'm really stoked for it. Uh, I think the cast is excellent. Um, I'm a big Chloe Zhao fan. Uh, if you've listened to our Oscars episode, uh, you'll know why. But uh, but I just think she's got a really good, you know, sort of. Um, I don't know. She's gonna. She's got a really good take on on how to work with an ensemble cast and how to just do something that is going to be visually striking and visually different uh, as well. And I'm sure a lot of that has has to do with cinematography, but. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm stoked for this. I, I enjoyed the music. I thought it was the trailer was well paced. The only the only part that didn't really hit for me uh, was the comedic bit at the end. Uh, really, really sort of brought the trailer down for me. And I, I get it. Like it's a Marvel movie. It needs to have comedy. But I don't know. For me, that part uh, kind of took me out of it uh, a little bit. And I'm worried. I'm worried if they if they have a bunch of those or not. 
think it was more so as a reminder for the audience that this is a Marvel movie. <laughs> this is Marvel, they, right? They, exactly. They had to do that for the general audience yeah. to go. Remember, this is it's a Marvel this movie, is part so of you'll, that you'll want to see yeah. this, right? So, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Nate. But before I get into my thoughts, Kev, I, I'd love to know what you think. I mean, obviously, aesthetically, it looks incredible. From uh, as Nate mentioned, a cinema cinematograph, uh, you know, cinematography sort of uh, uh, lens. It, it looks beautiful, but yeah, I also think it kind of looked cheesy and hokey like all of the 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 swirling things and i don't know it just it felt like an early 2000s superhero movie and marvel is so much better than that that i'm just wondering where this will fit in and how they're going to deal with all of the cosmic elements and that sort of thing that that i did not like from this trailer i mean you enjoyed dr strange though kevin sure yeah, it felt that's what it felt like to me, though, you know, like yeah, Doctor I, Strange, I also, Wanda, yeah. sort of that sort of energy. I also that, think, that, though, that we're looking the reason why and this will tie into what I'm saying about the trailer. But I think the reason why we got the certain visuals that we got is that it's still in post-production. Like there's certain yeah. things that haven't been necessarily dealt with. And we see this all the time in trailers, things that look a little wonky. Like I remember when Black Widow's first trailer dropped and I think it was a teaser and you see that shot of her flying out of the plane fighting Taskmaster. That looked really like underwhelming and very cheesy and it didn't look finished and since then that scene looks a lot better in the trailers and, and looks a little bit more refined uh, so I think that potentially that might be attributed as to why we've got so such minimal visuals as well uh, in that capacity mm -hmm. and, and things that kind of felt very uh, 2000s as you as you said Kev but I get I get the idea with the trailer having to uh, remind people that it's a, a Marvel movie, but I think that I honestly think this Marvel movie more than ever, even though it's an introduction to these characters, it's going to be for the diehards. I think with the content of these characters uh, and really what they're all about in relation to the MCU, um, I think this is going to be for the people that you know they've all seen Endgame, right? They know what Thanos is about and and how he might potentially play into uh, these characters' storylines with uh, with the introduction of the Deviants. So I think that would be... Um, I think it's... I'm, I'm really excited for that aspect of it. And I'm kind of okay. If it's a teaser trailer and it, and it doesn't seem like it's in our Marvel universe, especially considering the fact that these characters travel so far through time, that's fine. I don't need any more connections uh, until we see the movie. You know, and I, I see, don't know. Maybe we'll get that in more trailers. It's funny but. you didn't like that scene because that was like maybe the one part of the trailer where I was like, ah, there's my Marvel movie. Yeah, there we yeah, go, yeah. you know. Uh, and I totally get where you're coming from. Um, and it's funny because we talked so much about, you know, what makes a successful trailer a couple weeks ago. And so, you know, it, it's almost hypocritical for me to now come back and say, but they didn't tell us anything. And, right. and again, that's a good thing. But. I didn't get any attachment really to any of the characters or anything through this. I, and, yeah. I, and I'm almost wondering if it's because it feels like they're throwing like 10 new characters at us with this movie. And so I think it'll be a very difficult sort of balancing act to, 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 to do so. I guarantee a lot of these characters were not really, they're not going to be the main. We're going to have maybe two or three that are really going to stand out and eventually maybe even get their own movies. But I'm I'm sure I, I just I can't see I, I Marvel does a great job with ensemble cast this many characters. I can't I, see them nailing. I see. So I, I just can't. I think the point of this film is the ensemble rather than individual characters. It's it's not necessarily mm -hmm. about one character. It's it's what they they mean together. That being said, this first Eternals trailer it seems fleeting doesn't really have much beyond visuals uh, while we're introduced to a cast of would-be Avenger replacements uh, we really don't get much of a reason as to why they're making 
their move so public after eons of secrecy. Uh, we're not introduced to their threat, uh, the deviants, as Nate, Nate referred to, which have also a lengthy history in the cosmic comics of Marvel. Um, however, this teaser does show us one thing, if not the most important thing, and that is this will be unlike anything we've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that is the point of this teaser more than anything, in my opinion. The reliance on the visuals helps anchor that this is going to be different from what we have conventionally seen and what we know about Marvel films. Also, I think a huge part of this film will revolve around love and compassion in some form. Uh, we see that sort of echoed in, in terms of, of the relationship between two characters while also sort of this this compassion and endearment for humanity by not necessarily getting involved and allowing them to kind of figure their things out through throughout the course of time that's kind of set up but again this is this is a teaser at its best that doesn't give you much but uh, sort of a tone and a mood and I, I think it hit it out of the park uh, I'm excited for for this and, and I think that there's more that we're going to see we're going to get a traditional trailer down the road closer to the November 5th uh, release that will give us more about the enemies and, and the typical sort of like outline of a story so we understand the the circumstances but for a teaser I'm excited it looks great I, I mean I personally find it interesting that um, I don't know if I've seen a Marvel movie kind of get ragged on by the internet quite as much as this one has so far. And it's all based on the idea of, oh, so now you're getting involved. So you watched that whole Thanos thing go down and did nothing, Eternals, but now you're getting involved. So like, but I, I think that's what, what the is it that they're, yeah, they better yeah. answer that like right off the bat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. cause it has gotten a lot of people making some pretty good memes and stuff like that. It's been pretty good fodder since the, the trailer came yeah, out. Yeah, I think, I think that, that it's, it won't be something that they address right off the bat. It'll definitely be something that'll be addressed in the film in some capacity, yeah. one way or and another. And that, that's what's so intriguing about yes, it, right? Exactly. It's like It's like you have this puzzle piece and you have no idea how it fits and 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 it looks like it can't but then it, it there's does. been people that have already broken down some of the visuals and the and the stuff in the background i'm sure you guys have checked it out there's a lot of captain america iconography that's kind of like featured throughout the trailer so it'll be interesting to see how the association of eternals uh is is tied with heroes and the idea of heroes and that maybe again kind of uh elite pad from 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 sort of the falcon and winter soldier but the iconography and 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 sort of symbolism of of hero and the identity of hero so who knows what uh what will come but i i don't know i'm i'm excited i i'm it, i do agree with kevin though there wasn't enough to necessarily hook fans but it was it was enjoyable and chloe Zhao. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, come on. She's going to be incredible. And the fact that she's already announced, yes, Mephisto is going to be in the film, guys. It's going to be amazing. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. Great. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for taking the time to quickly chat about that. Um, but I think it's time that we get into the topic of the show. Okay, so on the heels of... HBO Max releasing Zack Snyder's director's cut of the Justice League, the action star filmmaker, hops from one major streamer to another with the Netflix premiere of Army of the Dead, which also got a limited theatrical release on May 12th. Uh, this is Snyder's return to the horror genre as his early filmmaking career includes helming the only good remake of one of George Romero's classic movies, which is Dawn of the Dead, uh, which was released in 2004. So does this one match up to either that horror remake or the works of Romero? I think we can 
kind of discuss that, and I think that would be the topic of today's show. So we're talking about Army of the Dead, which released May 21st on Netflix. Uh, this movie is written, directed, and shot by Zack Snyder. That's right. He has a cinematography credit in this as well, as well as a producer credit. Um, this movie stars a huge cast. This includes Dave Bautista, Ella Purnell, Omari Hardwick, Ana de la Ruga, Theo Rossi, Matthias Schreikuva, Nora Arazanadel, Hiroki Sanada, Tig Notaro, Raul Castillo, Huma Qureshi, and Garrett Dillahunt. Sorry if I butchered any of those names. And just to give you a little bit of a synopsis here, after a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever. Sounds great on paper. Doesn't it? Oh, yeah. boy, doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't, doesn't it? it? Doesn't it? I'm just like, honestly, I don't know. It's so... Uh, guys, like we start all of our reviews, let's just jump right in with our high-level thoughts. Uh, Kev, let's start with you. Um, I, I mean, I'm not sure, but I think I might have been the most excited for this of the three of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan, um, but uh, Zombie uh, Dawn movie of the fan, Dead... Though? Uh, yeah, I don't like horror movies, but don't mind zombie movies. Right. I mean, I liked Walking Dead, yeah. uh, you know, all that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, but like Dawn of the Dead was, is first or second, my, you know, my, my top Snyder film, I think. And so I, I had a lot of anticipation going into this one uh, and maybe overhyped myself, especially because a lot of the early reviews came back pretty positive. And so I thought this is a, a surefire, you know, fun evening uh, at the movies if you will and it was anything but that mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was i was so just bummed out by this movie uh <laughs> apart from two really great scenes mm-hmm. it was the the other two hours and 15 minutes just dragged on i couldn't wait for it to be over um you know they call it the greatest heist of all time it was the farthest thing from a heist movie. Yeah, the was, heist was so yeah. unconsequential and yeah. inconsequential and underwhelming. Yes. Like there was so much that didn't work. Mm. And on paper, like you said, there was so much that could have gone worked. well. Yeah. So that's why it was disappointing, yeah. I think, for me. A hundred percent. It it sounds better as a pitch than it does as what we got from this movie. I, I agree with you. Uh Nate, what why don't we get your high level thoughts on this sucker? Yeah. Well, I was writing my my notes here and like we're gonna be talking about what worked and what didn't work in a moment. But I'm like, most of this is like what didn't work. Uh <laughs> so for my high level thoughts, to be honest with you. It starts as a fun zombie movie. It really does. Um but it's just, it's full of, uh, it's, it's, no, I won't even say it's full. It's overstuffed full of Zack Snyderisms um, yeah. and dialogue that tries so hard, like way too hard and incredibly inconsistent pacing. Um, and it's, it's, it's just, it's fun right at the top. It's, it's almost mm-hmm. like a roller coaster, right? Yep. And then, and then you're just sort of going Cruising. along for the rest yeah. of the ride, yeah. right? And so, unfortunately, um, yeah, it, let's just say it doesn't, Stick the landing, yeah. uh, At the end, yeah, I, I agree. You know. I, I I like the uh, the notion of of the pacing because it, it does feel like you're in a car that just doesn't know what it's doing. Like you could put your foot on the gas and it drives really fast, <laughs> yeah. And then as soon somebody's as driving off, stick and they don't know how, exactly, yes. exactly. <laughs> it's just you're you're constantly shifting gears, and and I agree. I think the pacing was was definitely thing, something that suffered. Um, but surprisingly, overall, <laughs> it was nice to see Snyder stepping out of the world of superheroes. Uh, sure. You know, that being said, this film has some of Zack Snyder's best and worst traits in full force. A stupidly entertaining yet overly excessive and very long 
zombie blockbuster blowout. Oh, yeah. It has its problems, but I was actually pleasantly entertained with elements of the movie. Uh, some of the action pieces and some of the characters, some of the characters' scenes uh, elevated the movie a little bit more. But while the movie is filled with action and fun, uh, it still falls very short of being great uh, and, and a great zombie movie at that. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of like a high level thoughts. Uh, we will now be getting into a f- more of a spoiler esque review. So, for our listeners, if you haven't uh, watched the movie yet, please do so and come join us right back here. We'll, we'll wait, but not that long because we're going to get right into it. Um, Um, So as Nate mentioned, uh, I've kind of come up with some questions that are really simple for us to kind of talk about this movie. And the first one is, what worked for you? Um, Yeah, the opening, as we we mentioned, was fantastic. Um, I thought that the the soundtrack for the opening was just so well done. Um, And I actually think the music in the movie overall was actually pretty well chosen yeah um, i was I actually surprised it, it, i yeah. hate the Zack snyder music montage thing but when it came sure. up it was like it actually didn't bother me like half of sucker punch is just a music video if you watch it <laughs> sure so yeah like you know there's going to be this music quality in all of his films like Watchmen and stuff like that but here it, the, yeah. to your point the songs were kind of actually well chosen well placed i thought so and you know they i liked it in the on the opening the credits the the shift of the tone with with yeah. uh, Viva Las Vegas, when it suddenly just goes down as things kind of progressively get worse, um, yeah. so I, I thought that was cool. like I, I you know like some of his previous uh, movies, like I kind of wish that James Gunn had a bigger hand in it, but at least the the soundtrack kind of sounded James Gunn esque in terms mm-hmm. of some of the choices that were made. Um, again, the idea that it's a heist movie with zombies, like. As soon as I figured that out during the film, because I didn't watch it, I, I didn't really watch any trailers for it. I just kind of went in blind, and I was like, "This is a heist movie, okay? Like, let's go!" Yeah. Like, I was, I was pumped. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, that just falls to the wayside. Um, the characters make really dumb decisions, which, again, I mean, that's kind of uh, you know normal for a zombie movie. Um, I did like that the virus moved really fast. Um, the, again, that's something that's a little bit different. Usually, it's a very sort of contri- contrived, like played out like sort of takes forever for the virus to infect someone um whereas this time around it's just like instant uh the tiger was cool uh, <laughs> these are the kind of things that i'm saying for my for my well, what i like I, well yeah um, I, I feel like you're you're pulling at teeth here to get what what, what worked for you so like why don't we just shift yeah. gears and throw it over to kev here <laughs> See um, what worked no for honestly you. the first the, the first 15 minutes from both sort of the introduction of the whole zombie outbreak and then that amazing music montage. That's incredible. Yep. Then you got to wait about 30, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then there's a really tense, really incredible scene um, with, um, give me one sec here, sorry. There's that really uh, uh, tense, incredible scene with Chambers when they're in the room uh, with the zombies. And then she John Wicks her way out of it. Uh, that yeah. was honestly the best 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. It was incredible. I was on the edge of my seat. Uh, I loved how they kept playing with you. Oh, she's toast. Oh, wait, she might actually make it. Yeah. Okay, now she's yeah. dead. Oh, my God, she might actually <laughs> make it. You know, like, that was such a fun 10 minutes. And then, again, you go into another hour and a bit of just crap. Just yeah. crap. Like, that's literally the, the only good thing I can say about this movie is that one incredible uh, scene sort of in the middle of it and everything else I'm saving for what absolutely did not work, including the tiger. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I have I have a lot more for what didn't work. I, I agree with you guys. There's there's three things, uh, including what you guys have already said, the intro, uh, that opening right into, you know, that montage of just kind of explaining how, how fast things moved, sharing their story, almost you know, showing those those portraits of them holding portraits was very reminiscent of like almost like who they're fighting for and, and what they're fighting for and what they lost. Uh, so I, I think that that helps set up these characters' motives uh, pretty quickly. The only other thing I really liked about the movie is combining different types of zombies. You got your typical George Romero style, you know, the shamblers. You got your 28 Days Later style with the running fast pace. And then you got... This alpha zombie leader thing Smart that they listen zombies. to. The worst thing in the world you could do is give zombies a brain. Yeah. They are a mindless horde. All they want to do is eat you. And these zombies are like planning dinner parties, basically. <laughs> oh. Well, I liked I liked yeah. the, I liked seeing an evolution in in the zombie in the zombie uh, world, if you will. Sure, there's a lot of really good video games that do that, right? Where they've got sort of different categories of mindless zombie right yeah so i i i get that yeah and that's where this kind of does feel like a video game at times especially with the sharpshooter yeah. kid who's like a youtube sensation yeah so <laughs> yeah you know that was I mean. pretty dope. um but i think overall what works with the film is that it is fun it's unpretentious and it's driven by action rather than anything else it's not it's it's unpretentious i don't think that i think it knows what it it, it is in, in the sense of really what when it about. stops at no, two or three different times to give you wooden dialogue filled like heart to heart moments that just oh. don't that you anything. could not care less yeah. about. Oh, like, we're going to get oh. to that. We're going to get to that. In, that in is the, the fully pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> those scenes. I, I feel like the, those, those moments to your point are supposed to add more depth that really go nowhere. And that's kind of what, it will get into well why don't we just get into what didn't work and i'll just we're list like, we're like we're like zombies like gnashing at the teeth just to rip so, this so movie let me, apart let me, i'll start by just because of that point let me lead in that 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 was one thing that didn't work for me was how there was sort of this dialogue and this misrepresentation that the, he was trying to almost uh, spin you like you described it really well with Chambers' character you know being chased and how he played with you like is she gonna make it is she not gonna make it like there was a lot of that and that sometimes found its way into the dialogue which I didn't really want to have no, and it, there was it fell apart. literally lines Justin there's literally lines like it's so blunt like I don't trust you I'm more important than that guy like what like these are terrible like it's terrible writing like imagine if James Gunn had written this movie instead of Snyder like you would have gotten an actual That's a second James Gunn awesome. reference. I think he wanted. I'm James just Gunn. saying. <laughs> I want. I wanted him to be a part of this for for a heist movie with with a, a large cast. Yeah, like he's this. doing it that. It's called perfect. Suicide Squad. Great. Then let's just watch that movie. I don't want to watch this one. Anymore. Yeah, like just you keep saying you had fun with it, but I had so little fun. Like other than the character of what was his name, D Dietrich D Dieter. Um, yeah. Dieter. Dieter, Dieter, yeah. Dieter. Dieter was great. Yeah, he was hilarious. Every other character, like, all the women were, like, interchangeable. I, I got confused who was who at, at certain points. And nobody had a good line of dialogue outside of Dieter. Nobody had a single... And, like, you don't make me attached to a character in a zombie movie by making them, like, you weren't a good enough father. Well, I'm sorry. I loved you, daughter. Like, that's crap. No, make me laugh and like to watch somebody on screen so that when they are killed, I'm sad. Sure. But don't give me this backstory to sort of 
make them important or something well, because it just fell flat and didn't register. Well, I think that's one of the things that you that didn't work for you were some of the character dynamics. I think what I'm referring to as in fun is in terms of like just the stupid action nature of it. Like, I, I don't know. Sure. My appreciation for zombie movies and maybe a little bit of background is that sort of uh, that notion of, of a zombie movie being like a run and gun sort of kill. Like it is a live sort of video game story-esque sort of thing. It's evolved into that. I I, I've, I was a huge fan of uh, George Romero stuff in, in my early years of like when I went to university and, you know, finding its way through. And, and Dawn of the Dead, I actually really enjoyed and I think was way better than this movie in terms of its sort of tight, cohesive narrative of of what he did with that this again does feel very bloated and over the top the one thing i don't like about this film is that the plot serves more as a framework for these action scenes which i did enjoy if that makes sense okay right like the 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 the, the plot isn't really as interesting as as obviously the action scenes in some cases yeah i don't know i i kind of with a movie that that really i think relies so much on its lore i mean it, it, i don't think this movie's confident in what it wants to do it some like really super weird narrative decisions that didn't pan out the way that i think it was intended um just to go along with like you know talking about some of those characters like first damon by the way uh is a character that's in the movie for about four seconds comes in with guzman uh and chambers and then gets angry and leaves for no reason like what was the there was literally no point to that he was whole a, moment. He didn't want to be a part of going into the, the quarantine zone. To get zone the to, zombies. Okay, yeah. cool. Why even have that character exist then? It, it made no sense. I guess you needed a character to go, this sounds really stupid. I'm not going into a <laughs> zombie so, zone for some You're right. Money. I, I agree with Maybe. that. Maybe. <laughs> like, I, I agree with you. There was no point to that character give. being there, right? Like it, no point. Yeah. Chambers comes in, uh, who we've been talking about, and there's, again, that amazing scene, Kevin, that she she John Wicks it through the zombies. But the scene literally just before that, she raises her hand saying, I've never killed a zombie before. Like, yeah, and then she kills the hell out of zombies. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's cool and all, but I don't think that that plays out the way that I think it was intended. I think there was probably something that was cut and moved around that, that would have maybe made that even more rewarding when she has that moment. Um, Martin killing Chambers, um, and again, we are in spoiler territory, right? So she's holding the fuel and... It, it, it's just, what a terrible decision. I know you're the bad guy because you constantly wink at the screen saying, I'm the bad guy. Oh, but, was, but, yeah. but don't shoot, like, don't don't kill someone holding fuel that you need to get out, out of, of this zombie of apocalypse. Some, uh, for some non-existent feud that they were having that, like... Absolutely like, guy, out of nowhere. He was mad at her for one thing she said, and so all of a sudden he's willing to kill people for no reason. Right? Well, and and, then and even, even her death then... Yeah, because this happened twice. There was a big explosion, and instead of seeing the explosion, the carnage that this explosion, we get like this zoomed-in close-up of a stock explosion. You see nothing. Yeah. It, like it was so cheap-looking, and it happened yeah. twice. It was like made-for-TV movie cheap-looking. These explosions, and just the- like if I could just quickly go back to some of the story things that didn't make any sense. <clears throat> Apparently, there's aliens in the movie. Apparently, some of the zombies are robots because there's a blue glow yeah. that comes out of their eyes when they get shot. Yeah. And, and and then there's a love story that comes out of nowhere and a time loop aspect. Like, it's just, this is Zack Snyder, I feel, like just going off. He's like, you know what? 
I can do anything I want now that the Snyder Cut's been released. I'm just going to Zack Snyder the crap out of this movie and and put all this stuff in. I guarantee there's a cut of this movie that's five hours long somewhere. I guarantee it. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just so many unnecessary things. And I get it. You're trying to establish a world. You're trying to establish more of it. Do it, do it over time. Do it in multiple projects. Don't put it all into this one overstuffed movie that should have been so much more simpler than it was. I just thought it was, it, it's just so many unnecessary things. Anyways, that's my rant. Okay. If you guys want to go next, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, like, I, it's hard for me to sort of summarize all the little things that bothered me about this. Like, let me ask you. Okay, so that alpha zombie, the, the alpha zombie, the guy yeah. who wore the uh, orc helmet, that <laughs> yeah. was the guy from the beginning, correct? Right. So zombie's hair now grows because his hair yeah. grew. So zombies can grow hair now. That's great. I mean, zombies yeah. can also conceive babies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like smart cry. zombies are so stupid. And they like cry. seeing these zombies like love each other and like, you know, and mourn the death of their unborn un. <laughs> dead baby was so <laughs> cheesy and over the top dumb yeah um yeah. you know um the, the even but the, the tiger you said the tiger was cool it looked that cool it was. yeah but it didn't act like a zombie it was just a tiger that was missing some skin <laughs> right. that's all it, yeah. it was a perfectly normal tiger in every other regard it didn't act like a zombie tiger yeah and like so this guy makes himself a bulletproof helmet okay brilliant why not make them for everyone at least your wife you know, everyone sure. should be walking around with these helmets. They should yeah. have an army. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like, she was smart. Silly she was decapitated, like though. Not shot in She head. was. The helmet wouldn't have saved, saved her, her, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, but they're taking chances. Like, these two come out for their sacrifice, and our heroes just leave them. These two come out for a sacrifice that they don't really eat or anything. They just take the sacrifice and let our main characters walk around, you know. Like, none of it made any sense. It was all just an illogical mess. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, I'm not looking for, for an Oscar-winning script here, but I need some semblance of, of common sense well, to, to be going on with the story. To the point of what, you were bo- you're, what you're both talking about, I think that there's been seed planting in this movie for, for more, which will lead to a question I will ask later. But... Um, uh, for me, the things that didn't work, it was bloated. Uh, 15 minutes or more could have been cut from this. Uh, the pace could have been hella tightened up. Um, yeah. Blending a heist film in a zombie film, as we were talking about, seems really smart as a pitch. However, this had very little of that. And I don't know, that just fell to the wayside and just was not important. And I think that that's, that was a, a huge misstep because you know pitching this idea as a heist film with a zombie element sounds really really fun and i would have liked it if they weren't necessarily all mercenaries i, I think it would have been cool if you had like representations of you know of different people from heist movies like you had like a oceans 12 kind of crew with with some you know that and they're using their wits and stuff like that to kind of get at it almost go more Shaun of the dead with this sort of storyline than anything else um that being said the one thing that really did bother me and i and i know this might not be something that you guys will care too much about the way it was shot the fact that he used such a shallow depth of field which narrows what's in focus like he just he never really racked in and decided to focus on things things would just fall out of focus and come into focus and it just felt very like at times like amateur if if that makes sense like it did it yeah, seemed like it he just had handheld it, it well it handheld is fine like I, I enjoyed the 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 real aspect of it it's just that what was in focus like it, it technically what what it is is he has his the lens of the aperture open up wide to allow more light in but that lowers the amount of what 
is in focus and and minimizes the the focus range so things constantly fell in and out of focus which just bothered me like it's an aesthetical choice but to do it throughout the whole film sometimes it took me out of it sometimes it helped amplify this sort of hysteria of being in a zombie movie but at other times it just it kind of took me out of it and i was just like what that's a weird choice to shoot it that way um the other thing from a narrative standpoint uh was there were some references to some more political themes throughout the movie um, which seems very Romero-esque, you know, like he he's known for blending social and political issues into his his films to help shape the ideas around the zombies. Um, here, Snyder uses things like temperature checks or, you know, a quarantine city as, as more of like a flavor rather than adding anything to the bigger picture of the story. And, you know, not that the, that the story needed it, but it was just weird and kind of frustrating to, to see him teasing it throughout the story but not really going anywhere with it like i think it kind of falls in line with what you guys are saying like just narrative things that just didn't amass to anything so you know it's just it's it's a bit sloppy those those were some 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 nitpicky things really well you you brought up how it was filmed and i don't know if you guys noticed this but if i didn't hate it so much i would probably go back and watch the movie again just to see if i'm if i'm not mistaken but i'm almost positive there are next to zero shots of two people in the same frame talking to each other. Nobody acts with somebody else. It's all close-ups of people's faces talking the whole movie. Mm. And so you never get two actors in a shot acting together. Mm. And I just felt that was really cheap and amateurish too. And like, you know, I don't know if that was a reflection on the fact that you know that it, they couldn't get the actors to be any good. Yeah, there might have been so, some pickup sequences for like during because uh, this was shot, if I'm not mistaken, well, like before things got really serious with lockdown. If I'm not mistaken, like there was a lot that yeah. was that was done yeah. prior. Well, and then and then they had to replace an entire character in the movie, right? Right, with Tig Notaro taking over for Cristalia. Yeah, uh, and so all of her shots were done on her own, and then either you know superimposed onto existing group shots or they were just shots of her and i'm wondering if to blend those shots because she was there acting with they just cut the whole movie with everybody it's like they all just shot their stuff on their own individually and then it was pieced together yeah it could it could it could have no connection yeah Yeah. there there, there There was no connection between characters because of it yeah yeah but that that whole that aesthetic of how he shot it just it 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 irked me it just you're missing focus you miss focus all the time so it's like you have to you have to be more uh you know when you use that it's it's more significant than than when you don't so um yeah that's that's what didn't work well if you you guys got nothing else that didn't work um you know this this film does feature a massive cast and and you know we've we've already kind of broken out into some discussion about this but you know who are your standouts and who are the forgettable characters for you that, oh, that is Kevin. that is dave batista's least memorable role since he got into the world of acting wow i, I mean I, like he's more memorable in the five minutes of zero dialogue in the bond movie that he was in than he was in this movie he was so wooden and cheesy really? and his character wasn't cool he didn't say anything cool before wow. shooting zombies. He just had heart to hearts with his ex lover and you know estranged daughter, and then dies. And I could not have cared less. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think Dave Bautista was probably one of the best parts of this film and one that one of the things that I will remember of it. Um, I think he was great. He showed that he can carry a movie, given uh, most of his roles leading up to this were very side characters or minor characters. Uh, he played the dad, soldier, chef really, really well. Um, you know, they, they, these were these tropes. And, and I, I enjoyed his, his demeanor and, and how he was tough when he needed to be, but was... Uh, a little like I think softer at times too, um, but I, I yeah I thought I thought he was great. That's that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I actually I also I kind of agree. I wanted more Bautista uh, in the movie than we got. Um, I think he, I think he, he, there there you know there's a a sort of charm to him that I think was missing for a lot of this character, but it came out in it came out in moments. Yes, yes. Um, I think some of the moments like that I I thought were really nice and lovely, and of course happens right at the end as well. Is just as he's going through the movie, he's trying to figure out what his food truck should be. Um, and, yeah. and you know, he lands on lobster rolls. And yeah. I, I, I liked that aspect about him, um, the sort of the chef side, the the, the dad side. Um, and, and I thought that did work. Uh, but I just, I don't think there was enough of that and enough of him in the movie, uh, unfortunately for me. So, yeah, yeah I, I, but I, he was probably one of the best. There's only one other character that I think was a, a standout. Is that Dieta? Um, Dieta. Yeah. I loved Dieta. Yeah, I loved Dieta. Dieta was great. Yeah. Dieta was a he was blast, fantastic. Man. He was so um, fun. I wish right? there was more of characters like him. Not necessarily all like him, but like in that sort that of had personalities. Out of their, yeah, but like out of their element. Do you know what I mean? Like out out of their element that might have been mixed with like mercenaries that are mm-hmm. zombie fighters. Like that would have been a really interesting again, a Shaun of the Dead sort of dynamic where it's it is blending sort of, you know, the kitschy zombie comedy with something else, like a heist film. So you yeah, know, the, Dieter Dieter felt like the Drax of this movie. You know what I mean? Like he kind of felt the like surprise. the out of place. Like yeah, he's he's sort of just you know you see him there and he's and he he does something and he like freaks out about it and gets really excited. Um, I really loved him. I I was really sad at, at how they actually ended his character. Um, and I wasn't like that sad that he he had died. Like like Kevin, you were saying like if you really like like laugh at a character, you're gonna be sad when he dies. I was a little sad, but I was just more sad about the idea that like. So okay, we're not. He's not coming back. Like he's not. Does he? Sur- he can't survive that, right? No way. No. Well, he, he, no. I mean, a I mean, all, bomb they, was all also they're going to do is <laughs> right. Well, exactly. yes. But I mean, all they're going to do is carry him, carry him off to a room, bite him in the arm, and then just leave him to become a zombie. That's all they right. do. Apparently, like, apparently, they don't eat him. Yeah, like exactly. oh, that was that was so dumb with the security guard <laughs> and this whole big scene and they drag yeah. him into the room and he's surrounded by this and then they just bite him and he's fine like yeah you know but i will say i was really happy that happened to that guy because that guy sucked i will no he should have been ripped apart on <laughs> okay, camera right like we needed yeah. to see you know because then the the other generic bad guy um who you've mentioned already so you know who was working yes. for the the main guy yes, um, Garrett, Garrett, you know, at least Hunt's we got to see yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least we did get to see him get mauled quite literally. Um, right. You know, he was a forgettable but, but character for me, though. Like as much of a like as much of as like an antagonist he was in their situation. Like he was just forgettable. Like I, I don't. See, know, I think awful. he was. I think he was memorable, 
but for the wrong reason. Yeah, <laughs> he, he stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Yeah. He sucked. Yeah. Like he and might he as well just, have just been saying the whole time, "I am a bad I'm guy," the, and therefore you yeah. hate me. Again, for yeah. for another alternative comedic side of doing this movie, if he was like this gung ho '80s military guy that was on this trip, that would have been really funny. Like really lean into that. I didn't mind Peters, Marianne Peters, oh. Tig Tig Nataro. Tig really? Nataro. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> mind. I didn't mind her. T- I, Tig's, I don't know. Tig's not a great actor. She's a, no. she's an all right comedian, but she is not a very good she actress. Was, okay, can I just say something really quick though, just before you talk about how much you liked her? I don't know. I just gonna I say think, I, she didn't bother me though. Like I, honestly, I I thought some of her I thought some of her, I, I thought some of her di- dialogue did seem like it was a bit force acting, but there was other times that yeah, it, it because helped. it wasn't Justin. It wasn't written for her. It was written for Chris D'Elia. Right. And you could tell it was written for Chris D'Elia. Like, as soon as I found out that Chris D'Elia was supposed to say those lines, I'd already seen the movie, but I, I like thought back to it. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. That would have been so much better delivered by Chris D'Elia. Now, say what you will about what's going on with him and the, the whole sexual yeah, they, harassment thing. they had thing. to get rid of him, and that's fine. I get that. They could have I get rewritten that. her lines to Please. fit her. Her. You know, and she's a comedian. a comedian. Let her yeah. write her own lines that fit into yeah. the context of the story, and it would have felt more natural and mm-hmm. less tacked in. Forced. I do like, though, that they recast it as, as a female. I, I think that that was, that was a good sure. choice. Right? Sure. And it just sure. also goes to show just the the sort of dexterity of some of these characters. They're not writing necessarily gender into them. They can they can alter that. So uh, I thought that well, that was Well, it's funny. They kept cool. calling her um, like dude and man, I think. And, yeah. and it's almost like you were just supposed to go, okay, you know. That's that's her personality, and and right. that's just who she is. But it, there, there were a few scenes where they literally addressed her as like a man or the man or the guy, and it was just brushed off. You know, I mean, and the way I it shot, Kevin. Choice. Well, to the to your point, the way it shot, like it's possible that Crystalia's body might be in this movie. <laughs> like there were scenes where she was like sort of cut out, and you see like an arm or or, or a side of her, and I'm like, that might just be Crystalia's back. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, um, the Rough. one, the the other thing that kind of ties to something that we were talking about that just didn't work for, for me at least, um, and I thought was really weird is just how Snyder goes for like trying to surprise you with with certain character developments. Uh, the scene I'm speaking of is with Scott and Maria uh, outside of the elevator, and it looks like they're gonna have like some sort of a future. Oh, they have their cheesy little reconnection moment. That comes out I of always feels loved like nowhere, you. right? And then yeah, he sacrifices. Why else do you think I'm here? He sacrifices <laughs> all of that just for a shock value. Do you know what I mean? Like it, that was it, great. I love that. I'll take that all day in a yeah. movie like that, man. I, I just, that was out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I guess. Great. I guess so. I, I guess you could. I can see the appreciation in that, but I, I just felt like it. It just felt so sentimental and built up, and then suddenly it was just ripped from you, and it was like, okay. Like at that point, it's just like, why even bother, right? I, I just. But what do you know. want them to do? Like run to the helicopter holding hands? Like no, I, don't want that I just, crap I just don't know. Movie. I just if 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 the whole point was just to set up that there's a connection that they were going to try to have a future, only to kill her. Why not just set up that they're best friends? There was already a setup there. They were best friends. They were in it together. You know, she he turns around and he, they didn't need to add that other element. There was already an element there that would have worked for this wow factor. But he just implemented this new sort of character element. He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna really get them right like oh yeah they're gonna try to have a future and they're gonna he's gonna have a new family and all this and no that's not it because i knew he wasn't gonna come out of that alive like you watch a zombie movie and you know that most of the people that are in this film are gonna die right if there had been maybe three scenes four scenes of that prior of the love of the love you know sort of blooming 
then yeah, that would have been a much better like, like sort even of way to go about of, it. Instead of halting your whole movie and having them talk four or five <laughs> straight minutes, yeah, spread that out over the movie where they're, they're revealing this to each other and to us as an audience. And then she could have said one more final thing, and then the death. You know what I mean? But like he, j- but that was an issue with the with the pacing. He just would halt this tense zombie movie to have these heart to hearts between characters that you're like, there is a nuclear bomb coming in 32 minutes. You don't have time to sit here and share your feelings <laughs> with each other, people. And you want, and you want to talk about really dumb character motives? The whole daughter going in there. Yeah, that was stupid. Save that yeah. person. It was yeah. so dumb. And then the helicopter crashes at the end of the movie, and we don't even see the body of this <laughs> woman that she cared so deeply about that she went into a, a zombie zone. Oh, yeah, she died. And then the helicopter crashes. She must have died, but we don't see the body, and she doesn't even care. It was like, what was the point of this whole movie then? It no. was so bad. That was such a waste yeah, of time. I, I agree. I agree. I think that that was, you know, that was the, the, the pivot of the, of the film. It was like, if you didn't think the heist mattered at all, well, now it really didn't matter because now they were just <laughs> like, save the daughter. So it was like, it was really, really bad. Um, okay. So we're getting close to the end of this review here. Uh, one question before we get to our final thoughts, though. Uh, clearly, as we've been talking, this, this movie's long and, and there's that, that, you know, additional ending with, uh, you know, Vanderhoe uh, ends up out of the vault with obviously bags of money. He gets to an airport, uh, rents a plane uh, with his dollars and, uh, you know, discovers on the plane that he's been bitten. And when the last time we saw him fighting a zombie was with uh, Mr. Alpha King, King Zombie. Um, so yeah. it looks like these are seed plants for for a sequel. And, and I think, you know, to Nate's point, I noticed both of those elements and had to go back and, and check about the robot situation. The Area 51 yeah. thing also ties in with 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 some interesting ideas around you know the idea of zombies and and whatever and stuff like that so there's just a lot that's there so this leads to me to my question long-winded i know do you guys want to see a sequel would you see a sequel would you be interested in you know a future of the dead film kevin future of the dead that's a a catchy title (laughs) Uh, i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i pay 10 bucks a month for netflix no matter what so this movie was free for me so if there's another Zack Snyder zombie movie, he's made one great one and one really bad one. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt one more time. I would check out another movie of his if it maybe tried to explain some of the things that he just crammed in there and didn't explain at all. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm, I would if they did a sequel. If he did a sequel and didn't write it, maybe just directed it. I think I might be interested a little bit more. I might be a little more intrigued. Um, there's a prequel series uh, or or at least animated. I don't know if it's going to be a series, but there's going to be something prequel animated uh, coming out um, that uh, that I think is going to address maybe a lot of the setup for this oh, movie interesting. I that we know missed. That. Um, yeah. And then is there's also, a, I believe it's going to be coming to Netflix. And then there's also a, a Dieter spinoff series uh, that's going to be coming out about him and a bunch of other people that are, master locksmiths or whatever uh, in within the world of army of the dead which again it's like it's one of those things where it's like if this is the first time we're seeing Dieter interact with zombies then what is that series really going to be about um because obviously it's a prequel right yeah yeah so so it's just it's one of those things where i'm like i'm 
I'm interested. Again, I liked that character. Um, a lot of the characters, I, I think the only other characters that I also liked, like Guzman and Chambers, unfortunately, uh, you know, again, didn't make it. Um, so, I don't know. Do, do I want to see a sequel about who? The daughter? I guess. Well, Give me a whole so new my, cast for, of characters, let me, maybe. Let me, let, I don't know. let me rephrase then if, if you're associating sequel with the necessary story, but like another story in this world, right? Because in the very much in sure. a very George Romero style, zombies and the zombie plague, if you will, serves as the continuity through all of his movies. The situations and the characters tend to differ from time to time. So the reality is, is that this would be a story set in Zack Snyder's zombie world that he's established here in Army of the Dead. Would you see another story? Because in my opinion, you're right, Nate. He, he shouldn't write it. He shouldn't direct it, even. He should produce it. Uh, he should just okay. produce it. And he should, uh, you know, maybe come up with the story and have an actual person who can write a screenplay write it and have someone who can direct it. I would probably check it out. If it wasn't him attached to it, I, I'm sorry to say that, but it, you know, I, I don't think I would dig. I think he just he tried to do too much with this movie. I just don't know if I want to see these zombies again. Yeah. I, d I didn't like this iteration of the zombies. Yeah. I, I mean, she was very much like, uh, the, like the queen was very much like Enchantress from... Uh, from uh, the Suicide mummy. Squad. Suicide oh, from Squad, Suicide. Yeah. You know, and she's doing her little gyrations and stuff <laughs> sure. like that. It was all yeah. so over the top. And yeah, she was far more like the mummy without wrappings than she was a zombie. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, Kevin, you, this the trailer for the sequel is going to come out written by Zack Snyder, and the, one of the zombies is going to talk, and then you're just yep. going to not watch it. I promise. That's, what's yep. that's what they were working towards <laughs> in other zombie films. Like they were working yeah. towards that, and and uh, uh, like even even in uh, Dawn of the Dead, he kind of hinted at more intelligent zombies. So um, it's not uncommon for us to see like an evolution. I get it. Zombies are very depicted in a certain sort of manner. But, you know, I think with movies like, you know, 28 Days Later, uh, you know, World War Z, which, you know, again, by no standards is a great film, but at least their interpretation of zombies was was very unique, I think. I think it's it's helped to evolve the idea of what zombies symbolize within cinema. It's not just George Romero. And here we have like a film that kind of captures some of the best while also adding something new. I wasn't totally against that. So I, I, the zombies I, I could I could see. Didn't think it worked. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm going to stray a little off topic here, but I want to get this point in before we do get to our final thoughts. There's that scene when they're in the vault, and they come across those three bodies, and they are clearly trying to suggest that they are what previous uh, incarnations of our characters. Yeah, you know, and they they literally showed our live characters wearing the the things that these three dead bodies had on, and I thought. Holy crap, this movie is about to take a wild turn into something I wasn't expecting, like a cabin in the woods kind of twist. Yes. I was all for it. Yeah. And then they just, ha, 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 that's nothing. Don't worry about it. Let's get back to the, the safe. And I was like, ah, oh, that's where <laughs> that's they the point of it. officially I, I, lost me. It was so pointless, and it could have been a cool idea so if they're like, you know, just try getting regenerated and trying to, I don't know, they could have gone super sci-fi with it and it would have been a blast. Well, there's sci-fi elements more so in this film, which, uh, you know, now he hearing from Nate that the they're going to be doing a prequel series to somehow tie in with this. It'll be interesting to see if this kind of gets elaborated. So I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. There were some things. I was intrigued with about this movie. But with that being said, guys, uh, I think we should get to our final thoughts and wrap this sucker up. Um, so hi, final thoughts, giving it a rating out of five queen zombie heads. 
Kevin, let's start with you. <laughs> As I mentioned off the top of the show, um, like I was so excited for this movie. Zack Snyder directed what is probably the second best zombie movie of the last 20 years in Dawn of the Dead. I think only uh, 28 days later um, is probably better. Um, and I went back after watching this movie and watched both 28 Days Later and Dawn of the Dead. It was almost like a combination of the two movies in that it had the dreary, sort of overwhelming feeling of 28 Days Later, but then, you know, tried to be the fun, upbeat action movie that Dawn of the Dead was, but it didn't connect to either of those tones well. And so it was just sort of stuck in the middle somewhere and just came off flat and uninspired and I just could not connect myself to the characters to the action that was going on and it just left me feeling dead inside quite literally um and so that was really disappointing for me and so again I might have overhyped this just a bit for myself what should I really have gone in expecting from a Netflix zombie movie by Zack Snyder I'm not quite sure but this wasn't what I was expecting and so Again, just it just really disappointed me. Honestly, I'm going to have to give it a 1.98 out of 5 queen zombie heads. Damn. That's that's a that's a hard rating there. 1.98. It's wow. it's the worst movie I've seen this year and I saw Kong versus Godzilla this year. So Wow. Is it Godzilla versus Kong? Yeah, it's Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh Nate. <laughs> your rating. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think I can say any more about this movie than we already did. Um, the pacing is all over the place. Uh, the lore is interesting. Um, I, <laughs> I think honestly, it's it's it's, it's Zack Snyder it. in this. Zack Snyder doing this movie reminds me of like like a little kid that just gets really excited about a ton of really cool ideas <laughs> and just says, "Well, no, I want them all. I want all of them to be in well, my he's movie." You. <laughs> yeah yeah he's me yeah exactly yeah um and so for that it's it, you just get this very contrived overstuffed uh movie that has some I, neat ideas uh some okay characters uh and just the worst dialogue and and i just i didn't enjoy it uh, as much as i wanted to um i will rewatch the beginning of the movie i'll rewatch that montage scene maybe once again in my life uh, because that's a dope, dope moment. And honestly, if you just watch that and turn the movie off, you're going to love it. Um, but other than that, I am going to give this movie two queen zombie heads out of five. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think I enjoyed this more than you guys. Um, there were a lot of things that, <laughs> didn't, so. that didn't that didn't work for me as well. I think you're right, Nate. Like, there's just too much packed into this. You know, Kevin, I think you're also right. Like, in terms of just from the idea of mixing the aesthetics of two types of zombie movies into one just didn't work and it, and it, and it felt very uh, jarbled, if you will. The movie stumbles to blend hi a heist genre with a zombie film and I wish it had a lot more of that heist aspect. However, Army of the Dead ultimately doesn't take itself too seriously. And because of that, it seems to know that it's just a movie for mindless fun. The movie is somewhat elevated by a mediocre cast uh, led by Batista and some, I, I thought there were some, some really great comedic moments, probably all from, from Dieter. Um, there are some great elements to the movie that keep 
this bloated runtime kind of moving. You know, I have intrigue, as, as you pointed out, Nate, with some of the lore, this king-queen zombie idea, some of the things that they were planting. A zombie tiger, sure, whatever. A nice little sort of addition. Um, I did enjoy the sequence with uh, the involving a zombie used to set off some traps to try to see how the, the safe was protected. Um, sure. However, this just wasn't enough, though, for a full-fledged jackpot. Um, all that to say, I'm going to be giving this movie a 2.8 out of 5 queen wow. zombie heads. So I still had fun. That's lower than but, I expected. Yeah, it's, I still had fun. I still had fun, but I just think that like it's definitely jarbled, and I can see why there's, there's, there's problems with it. But I don't know. Maybe I was just – I walked into this one just knowing that it's going to be – a bad shoot 'em up zombie movie and i had very little expectations really like it just and if it was if it was just a shoot 'em up zombie movie justin then i think i would have given it a higher score if yes, it was agreed. actually yeah, fun yeah. the beginning of the movie was fun the john wick scene was cool the rest of the movie was just so mm-hmm. disorienting mm-hmm. it was just don't don't uh, anyways. and they literally I, 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 found uh, every way they could to have the zombies not interact with the people and yes. that is the opposite <laughs> of a zombie movie yeah right. it, that's that's very true um well that is it guys that was fun enjoyed that yeah tearing that. i think we made it out alive yeah i think we did we we we, <laughs> we, we did the we did the podcast and we're in we're out Let's do this thing. Yeah. Um, Pooping on that movie was more fun than watching it. That's for sure. Awesome. <laughs> well, that wraps our review. But uh, we want to know what you think. Were you a fan of Zack Snyder's zombie flick or was it a dud? Now, you don't have to break into a zombie-infested city to let us know. You can simply email us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Five queen zombie heads is the minimum or stars, whatever you want to call them, um, (laughs) that you can leave there for us. So please leave us a, a rating and a review. Let us know what you think. If you enjoy this, if not, let us know anything we are geek centric and you can be too which means you can check us out on youtube at youtube.com slash geek follow us on twitter as well at geek yt and follow us on instagram at we are geek centric also we have our ongoing watch club series for disney plus's latest star wars animated series the bad batch so be sure to check back here on the podcast for episode five which is dropping this coming monday and for our gaming fans, you can join Nate over on Twitch. Uh, I saw that you snagged a, a holographic Charizard there, uh, Nate. I did it, dude. Dude, you did I it. I was... Must feel good. Dude. Must feel good, eh? Watching that clip, you were like shaking. All that money you've spent, you're just like, yes! <laughs> yeah, go to our Twitter if you want to see if you want to see me yeah. just shaking. Um, I've, I've probably spent more than the card is actually worth just trying to get it. Yeah. But yes, does it ever feel great to pull it on a stream? Yeah, the thrill of pulling it, and and like your pure scream of elation is—it's—it was honestly like if it was—it was heartwarming. It was awesome. I felt good for you watching it. Very cool. I mean, if you want to see me rip packs and uh, get even more. Uh, amazing Pokemon cards every Sunday night, uh, Snap Sundays. A bit of Pokemon Snap, a bit of Pokemon Packs. Uh, and I've also, you know, speaking of, of scary things, uh, I've been getting into Resident Evil on stream as well. And uh, it's funny, I did my last Resident Evil stream and I started playing the game and I have a channel reward where you can, if you earn enough Nate coins, you can actually spend it on on um, having me open a pack. And so because people who were watching were just getting so scared, they would just <laughs> constantly make me open packs. And I'm like, guys, can we... 
stop for a second and actually play the game? And they're like, nah, we still want you to open more packs. So, um, awesome. you know, if you get scared, I've got ways around it. Um, but it's definitely a, a ton of fun to see me scream, whether it's for a, a, a crazy, scary monster lady or uh, or it's a Charizard card. So come on over, twitch.tv slash NatePlaysGames. Uh, and check out my Instagram, uh, which is just at NatePlaysGames on Instagram. Ooh, uh, official. Going so official. Official. Yo. I got it. That's good. That's good. Well, that's it for us. Kev, Nate, thanks for joining me for today's deadly review. Until next week, as we say, love you. Brains. I mean, stay home safe, guys. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>